Welcome to Rich in Life, a podcast for anyone looking to be entertained while picking up a few tips on life, luxury, and resilience. And now your host, Rich Irani. I have a guest with me today who I don't really like, but I have no choice. No choice. No choice in life. It's actually Bradley Carney. That's who I've got with me today. We were actually um, had a, another guest, but we had to push the appointment for later, a little later. So I figured I'd let Brad jump in and find out some more. No, no, no. I want to find out what you think, how you think I've been behaving lately. Hmm. Any specific um, category? <laughs> <laughs> what about, um, you mean- do I seem more patient with the kids? Oh, absolutely. Okay, yes, good. You're more patient with the kids. Okay. Um, do I seem a little overwhelmed? Yes, you come into the office and I don't necessarily know what mood you're going to be in. I but know. then when you slam the keyboard down, <laughs> kind of know. <laughs> I don't know why everything is bothering me. I went to the gym today and I took the scooter. And, you know, yesterday was a beautiful day out. I mean, this is going to be recorded in what, a week or two from now, but for people that will remember the 60 to 70 degree day, which was beautiful in New York City, and then the next day was freezing cold. I took my scooter and I was dressed warm enough, but when I got on it, the freezing wind hitting me in the face, the ambulances, the honking, the cars, the, the mummies walking around with masks on. I don't know why everyone looks meaner with a mask. Do you notice that? Well, you don't, you don't really analyze people. You're too I good. Will you look at them? Yeah, I, I look at them and I, you know, old people, and I'm not saying anything about old people. I love old people. So, you know, don't <laughs> twist my old words. People? Old, people. old people. I love all people. I love old people. Wink. <laughs> in any case, the point is, I don't know why older people look so much meaner in a mask. Do you ever notice that? Maybe their the mask is crunching up there. Because you don't see features. the smile. The problem is you don't see the faces. They could be lovely and smirking and smile. You don't see it. Everyone just looks like a mummy. Anyway, I get to the gym. I go up on the machine to start running. And of course, I don't have to tell you every single TV. Now I'm laughing because I know this is literally like the repertoire of what he tells me every day. Into the gym. Yeah, so I don't want to get into it. The story no, the I'm not going to finish telling. It's fine. No, every single television is on CNN. I mean, every single one. It's crazy. It's almost like they're making money. Not that I care, but you know, I'd like to maybe watch something else when I'm running. Even though I listen to music, I do listen to my music, but I like to look up and read. At least give me a variety. So you know, there's a commercial, I can turn my eyes to another TV. But you know, you know, if you were feeling angry today, you know what you could listen to. What? We launched the best laughable moments. <laughs> Ironic. So here it is, guys. Ironically, I launched the most laughable moments. The best laughable, mo- best laughable moments of season three. Of yeah. season three. Yeah, but I don't know why we did of season three. You see, guys, I have shitty producers with the exception <laughs> of Robin. Robin is great. Um, Brad is a shitty producer. And no, and Pilar is great too. Pilar is great as well. She's not a producer. She's an editor. Brad. She's an editor, yeah. whatever. Um, because why did we not use the best of all seasons because there was such funny stuff that I said, I'm very funny. Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, there were so many great things from season one and season two that we probably should have put in. Well, maybe that will be the best laughable moments yeah. of the year. 
I don't know. We'll see. I didn't listen to it. I listened to my music as, as usual. I listened to Lana Del Rey for a while. And then I was that I've never heard any of her. Songs. I know you're sick of it. We played at home. My kids even know who, my kids even know the music. Um, also a little pink. I did listen to pink today. I got into her old stuff, which I thought was really good. And I went back to my national anthem, which I don't know if I ever told you my national anthem was Eminem's song. I'm not afraid. Because sometimes I'm actually afraid and I have a lot of anxiety and I get nervous. And when I listen to I'm Not Afraid by Eminem, it kind of makes me a little bit. It gives me the strength again that I need. So, yeah, I listened to that. Um, how boring do we want this uh, interview to be? How, how, how the show? So what did I do today? I, I did uh, I did shoulders. I ran three and a half miles, then got off into shoulders. That's it. And I'm here. No, it's this freezing. Is, this is boring. When, when, when you're going through. Um, interviewing schools, we're going through talking to a lot of different people about things that make some make make a school great, make a school bad. Okay, geez, are we really going to talk about this? I don't now? know. Why don't okay. you talk? You can talk in general. Okay. It doesn't have to be only about specific things in specific states. But as a parent, you you're doing the research and you're not being lazy. You're actually calling yes. people. And I mean, I wouldn't have three people on my phone that I could call mm -hmm. to ask this to. So. It's okay, so for people who seem bewildered now, um, we're thinking of moving to Florida very seriously. So the deal is if we move to Florida, it's not just picking up and moving. It's selling our townhouse. It's uprooting to another state, bringing out kids, going to another school, um, and everything else that goes with it. You know, bringing the business or trying to bring the business with us. It's It's really a lot to have to deal with. And... I'm extremely overwhelmed. And I think the biggest part is not so much where we're going to live, which does annoy me. It seems like everyone's moving to Miami now, to Florida in general. So prices have gone up so much that we're actually going to be downsizing. We're going from a four-story townhouse to, you know, a smaller home, which is fine. It's fine. But um, I think the thing that's bothering me the most is the whole school situation. There's no ideal school. The school's close by don't have the sports, don't have the big, you know, um, fields. And the most important thing that people maybe don't know is that in Florida, there are no buses. So parents have to be the private Uber driver, buses. private school buses. Yes, there's public school buses, but not private school buses. So if our kids would be going to a private school, at least to start. I mean, the only thing I think that I would want to send them to a public school for, the only reason would be to get busing. That would be the only reason is to have, you know, them being bused to school because traffic in Florida, especially Miami Beach, that whole Collins going straight down is a nightmare. Yeah. So I don't know. I can't imagine and doing that construction on it. Yeah. And add construction on it. And it's funny, not that I'm going to be doing it. I know that you're going to be doing it, <laughs> but it still annoys me. See, because he puts it in. This is how he does it. He puts no, no, it in no. words and then it's recorded and then we've accepted it. So now <laughs> anytime I was like, can you drive the kid to school? He'll say, just listen to the podcast. No, because I know <laughs> the people. I actually know the people that are going to DM me or make comments like, you know, you're not doing the driving right, anyway. Right. Brad's doing everything. Right. So, yeah, I'm saying you are going to be doing it. But the point is, when you're doing it, it's taking you away from other stuff that I, I could be doing. You, you could be doing for me. Exactly. <laughs> Which means you'll probably take the car if we don't get another car. You'll probably, you know, it's just I don't know. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of reminding you. Are you getting the kids? I don't know. So we got to figure this out. There's a lot of anxiety. I feel like I'm taking 
a beating here in New York City. I don't know if anyone feels the same. If you do, I'd like to know about it. I was born in Brooklyn and spent most of my life in Manhattan, in New York City. And I've never felt the way I feel today. I feel like New York City is kicking the shit out of me in every way. I look around and I'm just not happy. Well, don't look in my direction. I hope you look. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, I was looking at you because I'm thinking enough about what I'm saying. I was curious to know how else I feel about the situation. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's going to get any better if we move to Florida. I don't know. But if I'm going to be miserable and have anxiety, I, at least I might as well be nestled in a little house with palm trees all around it. Right. Well, as long as we understand we're not running away from anything, we're running towards something, right? We're running towards new opportunities. We're running towards new potential business. We're running towards um, things that we never had the option of doing before. But are we? I don't know. I feel like a little bit running away. <laughs> are we running away just a little but bit? You always say you, the problem with running away is you can't get away from yourself, yeah, right? Yeah. Yes. So I keep thinking about the running part and making sure that escaping to a place with palm trees, being miserable is just the person being miserable, not the palm trees aren't going to help that. Yeah. So we have to make sure we're running for the right reason. So we do know a lot of people actually that are moving to Florida at the same time as us. So we are going to have friends there. I think a lot of people made the move to Florida, people that I've had on the podcast that we know, like Dave Rubin, yeah. uprooted himself, which we spoke about. He said he loved SoCal, which is Southern California. That's right. how he phrased it. And, you know, that's he's there. He loves it. And he pays all the tax for the weather. And even he had enough and is moving. It's true. true. So I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it did drive prices up and it's being it's more difficult to find a place to live which will take care of. And I think just the school is the most difficult part. And, and, and for me, I think the most difficult part is that we've decided to not put our kids into the same school that one of my daughter's best friends is going to. That is definitely a huge change. So that saying. breaks my heart because when I tell her we're not, gonna, we're not gonna be going to the same school, she gets very upset because the change is scary for her. She feels like she's not gonna have friends. She's not gonna know anyone. Why can't we just go to the and same school? And she's the introverted one. She's and the she's one the introverted, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel bad because I understand exactly how she feels. The change as it is, is scary enough. So if you're gonna put her, just put her in this. She's thinking, just put me in the same school. Let me go to the same school. Yeah. She doesn't know what we know and how we feel. So I can't base, I can't, I mean, maybe you can, but I don't think I can base sending her to a school just because her best friend is going there. No, I think that we have to, we have to estimate, <clears throat> we have to think about all the different factors of what's going to be best for her, how she's going to grow strongest, the academics, the, all, all the, all the things that, um, that come with choosing a school, um, the, the parents, Mm -hmm. the associations, the close proximity. Yeah. And so for people that are wondering, we'll still be doing the podcast. So you will still get to hear my voice and see <laughs> the ugly mug on Instagram because we're still going to be doing the podcast. We have a very good following from what I understand now from the producers. Yeah, um, I don't know the exact yeah. numbers. And here's the thing about me. I don't want to know. I don't want to know the numbers just the way I don't want to know if minoxidil is really working on my scalp for my hair. 
Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean, Brad. People always say, does it work, minoxidil? And my answer to that is, I don't really know, and I don't want to find out. <laughs> I'm not stopping to find out if it works or not. Right. In my mind, let me just use it, and that's it. So it's like that kind of thing. It's like keep your eyes on your own paper and forge ahead. Let me keep doing the podcast, and I don't want my head to get clouded with numbers and why is it this many and not that many, even though the number seems to be a really good number throughout many countries, from what I understand, right? Well, minoxidil. No, we're talking about the podcast. Oh, back on the podcast. podcast? Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah, no, we're we're almost ten thousand. What are you napping while I'm talking? No, I was thinking about the numbers in my head. Oh, so you started telling me that we have a following in England, right? We have a following in almost every country. We definitely every continent, and like there's five hundred, um, at least a hundred different countries. Wow. That's uh, impressive. I find it hard to believe that anybody would want to listen to me. Well, I mean, some of them don't speak English, so they're just, <laughs> just listening. That's a good one. <laughs> but yeah, put themselves to sleep, maybe. 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 What else we got? What else we got going on well, today? We want to talk about um, that the joy it is to have pressure when you're buying a car. Oh, please don't get me started. <laughs> I forgot to mention that too. Like everything went to shit at the same time. Our life, moving to another state, selling the apartment, new school, and including our car broke down and trying to get a car these days has been torture. Yeah. And even when you go to buy it and you commit to it, then they they force you to come pick it up. That day. I'm like, <laughs> I can't pick it up today. I'll come tomorrow. No, we need it out of the lot by right. tomorrow. And it's like, and here's the no thing. cars. How do they need it out of the lot? The lot must be so empty. I want to keep telling them. It's not like you need the lot to hold cars if there's no cars available. And the funny thing is from the very beginning, and I left deposits in three or four different places so I can get the, you know, get be first on the list to get the right. car. And the funny thing is I told everyone just a black, I want a black car. I've gotten maybe- Everything have, Everyone has a different idea of what it means, a black a car. A black car. I mean, I've gotten blue, I've gotten light blue, I've gotten red, <laughs> white, tons of white cars. Yeah, the and all I keep the saying- car that was blue with gray fenders that had like three tone colors. Yes. Like- Oh. That was the farthest from a black car I've ever seen. And the funniest part about it is that the salesperson at the car dealership looks at me like I'm a freak. Like, well, you asked me and I already <laughs> got you yes, three cars. Car. Yeah, no, she looks at me like I've already got her manager came out and said, well, yeah. we're really trying to work with you. She's already gotten you three cars. You haven't taken them. I said, I've been consistent from the first day. I want a black car. I'm like, it's not like I asked you for a turquoise car with red trim and it's hard to get. I just want a black car. And you're giving me a blue car, a white car, a red car. You're giving me every color. And I don't want to drive that. I don't want to look at and get into that every day. But yet, for some reason, they are annoyed at me. Yeah. So this is the world we live in today, guys. I find that prices for everything, we know gasoline, we hear it all over the news. I drive everywhere, so I know what it's like to fill up my tank now. Over $130 to fill up a, a tank. The prices have gone up, but what's more infuriating is that the service has gone down. It's true. Right, you know that, Brad, I'm always yelling. Yes. I'm always yelling, I can't get a person on the phone. I can't get a person to help me in a store. Yet the prices are so insane, there should be people online waiting to serve you, but no such thing. And the corporations think that they have it under control because they have a chat bot or they have a person on a chat line, but it's a computer that then once you ask a real question, it says not answers not supported by the chat or we'll get have someone get back to you in 24 hours. Like, that's not what you want. You don't need, you don't want an answer in 24 hours. I'll be dead in 24 hours. <laughs> I won't give a shit in 24 hours. I'm doing this now because I want to do now. Right. I want to know the answer now so I can move on to my other 
50 things of the day that I need to solve. Right. I don't want to get back to it later. Right. So yeah, so that's also really just press play. Yeah, just press play. Yeah. Who said that? Which guess? <laughs> Andrea, Andrea Rogers. Andrea Rogers. I just think about that every morning since her podcast. I just press play. When and I, I get up and I want to go back to bed. I just press play. Just press play. That means what she means by that is just do it. Yeah. And I think, and I wake up and I think, just have a drink. And I say, no, I'm going to wait till noon. <laughs> I get up and I say, Rich, the anxiety, just have a drink. And I go, no, it's too early. I'm going to wait till noon. <laughs> so what I'll do is I'll gargle with a little bit of bourbon, but I spit it out. Good, good. You, want, you know, I gargle with it and then spit maybe it some out. of it goes down. <laughs> <your throat. laughs> uh, so what have the kids done lately to drive us crazy? And um, that was funny. I'm trying to think. They did something, which I have to say. Well, they can't stop singing that Bruno song. No, but they did do something I find to be so touching. And I never say nice things about yeah. them, but I will say we went up to our bedroom and I saw gift wrapping paper on it. And it was on top of another piece of paper. And, and you got excited. You thought it was a gift. I got excited. I thought it was a, a real <laughs> gift, but no, it was a handwritten note from them. And it actually said, to the best parents ever. And then some other stuff under it. I mean, I think it said to the best parent ever, and we had to decide which one, but right. you, you interpreted <laughs> that it was to both. <laughs> it was on my side of the bed. <laughs> All I'm going to say was on my side of the bed, which it was, and it did say parent. Well, but they might, does it strike whoever twice. wrote it for, <laughs> whoever wrote it forgot to add the S, but it was on my side of the bed. But that really did touch me. I actually saved it and I took a picture of it because I think this is the first time ever I've heard anyone. I've heard our kids say we're the best parent right. or, or, or they, they it's crossed their mind. Right, right. Like I'm sure they feel that way. They always want to be with us, but to verbalize it, it's the first time I've ever um, had it verbalized, even though it was just on paper. And how many times have you received a note that you're not the best parent? <laughs> Constantly. I'm never fair. I'm always this. I'm always judging them. I'm always telling them what to do. I mean, basically, I'm telling them to get out of the street while a car is coming. And basically, they're annoyed. <laughs> they're angry. You're always telling me what to do. Why can't you just let me be? I mean, this, this is the kind of bullshit I get from them. I know. It's like, it's it's as if he but wants to literally. parent Because well, you don't listen to them tell you that they can walk across the street on their own. You grab them by the arm or the hand and you just walk them, walk with them. Well, Gunner is the one that's more um, argumentative. That's why we say he's going to be a lawyer. He right. argues. And sometimes I get flustered from his arguing because he's kind of right if it was about something else. Right. But I mean, I'm going to just give an extreme example. It's almost as if he had a line of coke on the table and was snorting it. And I was like, Gunner. And he's like, why do you always have to judge? me why can't you just let me be it's like the things he wants to do sometimes are so ridiculous and dangerous and outrageous that i'm like gunner and he gets angry at me he turns it around really like a lawyer yeah yeah he's very self-confident and um and he will turn it back around on you so you're right so how do you think the kids are going to take it when we are in florida it's making new friends. It's the new school. I think if we let them decorate their room, that's a first sign. No, I'm talking about more, you know, going to school, meeting all these new kids. <clears throat> you know, we always have right. this fear that you never want your kid to get picked on or bullied or not accepted. Right. So I always have this fear, which is it never happened to me. You know that like I don't know. Has it happened to you? We've spoken about this. Um I mean, is ignored considered bullying? <laughs> no, no. So, okay. No. So you felt so I wasn't ignored. really popular. So, okay. I was always from what I can remember popular. I really was. And I don't know why you're so much cuter than me. I guess <laughs> it had nothing to do with looks, but 
I was always popular. I mean, at least I felt I was, maybe I wasn't. People might've spoken behind my back. I'm sure they did. You know, you go through certain grades. Delusions of grandeur. No, no, no. I I was popular. People liked me. They did. Now I I had a very lovely childhood. It was really charming. I think they're really going to, I think they'll enjoy it. I think that it's definitely something that they, that they need to experience resiliency. You know, we spent two years back to back huddled in the same house with this COVID. And I think that, that um, they sort of need a jump start yeah. on, on starting. I think so. And I think we need a jump start. I think I've had a lot of um, stuff happening with friends, with family. That's not been so positive. And I've really realized that, you know, and I, and it's funny because when you I'm s- always here for you, no, not that. Um, <laughs> no, what I realized is this, is that when you say it enough to put your best foot forward and the grass is not always greener, And all these other things that I talk about on the podcast, like one size doesn't fit all, you know, when you say it enough times, you actually implement it in your life. And what I did realize is that as disappointed as I may be in some people in my life, I realized that with whatever good years I have left, and I'm not talking like this as if I have any kind of illness or disease or anything. I don't. Thank God I'm very healthy, which is I'm saying this is the best it's going to be for me. My kids are young. I'm healthy. Whatever, you know, listen, at some point people go through issues, whether it's a bad hip, a bad knee, for some people it's more severe, it could be other stuff, sicknesses, which I don't want to even name them. But right now, it's the best it's going to be for me. I want to live and spend as much time with my children without any interference. I just want to live my best life for whatever, for whatever good time I have left. I want to make the most of it, spend it with my children and not get into petty um, things with people. And I find that, you know, with this political climate, with, you know, with everything going on, it just seems that everyone's got a strong opinion about everything and everyone just wants to lash out about something. So do you think, do you, um, speaking about lashing out, um, do you think that you'll have to deal with road rage in Florida because you'll be driving more? I'm sure I'll have to deal with road rage, but I'll just keep whiskey in the car with me. I don't think that's legal, but suggest that's a solution. No, I'm kidding. God forbid everybody knows that I'm kidding. I say things for shock value. Right. But no, getting back to the whole situation. So, yeah, so we've, you know, gone through friends here, you know, because we might think differently than them. We are not really such fighters or arguers. We're not with other people. We like to do it on the show. We like to do it with each other because that's our shtick. But in general, we're really not like that. But I find that people are so um, beaten down by New York City, by COVID, by masks, by disagreeing with whatever political difference they have with someone that they're just looking for any reason to lash out. And I feel like I've been a victim of that from even family members. I've been a victim of, they just, you know, might not be happy with their own life perhaps. And they want to take it out on me in some way. Could be. Do you think that's possible? I mean, you know, they, the, the audience I'm listening has no idea what I'm talking about, but I know, you know what I'm talking about, but I'm not commenting on family members because you know, blood is thicker than water. So if, if, if things resolve differently, then. I would be blamed if I make comments, so. Okay, well, it's funny. One of my guests that I've had on actually twice, Dr. Daryl Appleton, said something the other day, and I usually never open up my Instagram ever. I happen to have opened it up for a second, 
And she came right on and said, if people second. treat you, her 60 second psychology, psychology tip of the day was if somebody is treating you bad, it's not their fault anymore. It's your fault. And that really hit home with me because I realized that if somebody keeps treating you bad, as much as you love them and you want to forgive them and just let it go. Oh, wasn't it you to not forgive people that continuously treat you bad? Yes. Okay. It was don't so forgive people that continuously treat you bad because then it's your fault. If you're not, if you keep forgiving them, then it winds up being your fault. So as much as you may love somebody, whether it's your spouse, whether it's a sibling, whether it's a parent, I find that you can still get through the difficult time, but I think there needs to be a period of where you keep your distance and not forgive them. Where they can realize why you're giving them distance. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But you're very intuitive because when people give you distance, if somebody gives you distance, you always know what, what, not what you've done or if you've done anything, you know that they perceive you've done something and I, have I don't a, want to give names, but we have specific examples. Yes, you know, of I, mutual I, friends, right? Correct. Yes, I am very and good. One of them even turned out not even true. It wasn't you that was driving and not acknowledging the person. Right. 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 Some things are not even true. I do have an incredible ability to kind of read people. No, no, no. <laughs> to read people, I have good intuition, yeah. and I read people. I get a vibe easily. I get vibes when people either you know don't want to hang out or don't want to answer a question or right. don't something. I mean, I might not care. I might still want to push to get you know right, right. answers, but I definitely have good intuition. And I definitely learned that from learned some of those things from you because in the Midwest, you know, we're very friendly and we're always putting ourselves out there. And you know, you've sort of taught me. You know, if someone gives you some distance, just sort of take the clue, you know, don't bombard them. And if they come back around, then that means that they want to see you again. But, you know, yeah, you don't definitely, harass people. Don't harass people. You definitely don't have to have a consistent best friend relationship with a best friend. If there is a lull for a month or six months, you know, then that just, you got to let it be. You have to just let it be. And it doesn't mean it's the end of the friendship. But I do realize at my age, you go through certain stages in life where your friends are there at different times for the different reasons. And sometimes they're going through something and they don't want to be bothered. And you can't feel like, well, what's wrong? Why aren't you returning my phone call? Why don't we speak as much as we used to speak? Right. Well, and you also, we also get busier now that we're older. And, and so the idea of just sitting around on a phone waiting for someone to, to get back to you is not even possible. No, but really there are so many people that made it full circle already. So we have right. friends also our age that either A, don't have kids or have kids that are older and they're back in the social swing and they want to know why, you know, right. why nobody is as responsive as they used to be. Right. It's true. It's true. As the kids get older, then they circle back and well, I'm going to tell you why I enjoyed this conversation with you so much. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. And I I'm going to tell wonder you, why, because I, I didn't know you. No, it's actually very it. interesting. And for the listeners, <laughs> this was excellent for me because when we started it, it was like an, maybe 40 minutes ago, and I didn't want to eat lunch so early. Now that we kill time, oh. we're at 120. So now I can actually go have my lunch and not feel guilty. I'm having it too See, early. Yeah, I thought it was a conversation. It all circles back to the stomach. It was. It was then stomach. Anyway, so stay tuned for another Rich in Life coming up soon. <laughs> you've been listening to Rich in Life with Rich Arani. If you liked what you've heard, click subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. Or visit us at richinlife.com. That's R-I-T-C-H in life.com. <laughs>